0: following program is a presentation of Hall Sports Communications.
1: Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs presents today's sports report. On today's program, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. Now, from the studios of UGA Football News on Facebook and Instagram, here's the host of today's sports report, Chris Hall.
0: Hi, right, welcome to uh, today's sports report on uh, UGA Football News on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Chris Hall, your host. Matthew Hall, of course, joining us as well. And we're very pleased to have Rusty Manziel, Recruiting Analyst at CBS Sports, Georgia Ryder for 247sports.com color analyst for Peachtree TV High School football games and uh, just uh, a, a, a recruiting guru and uh, college uh, football know-it-all. And we're glad to have uh, Rusty Mansell uh, with us on the uh, program today. Rusty, good to see you. Glad to have good. you with us.
2: Yeah, Big game, man. Top 10. Um, yeah. <laughs> top 10 Arkansas. I don't know if I'd, if I'd have told you in August that Georgia and Arkansas is going to be top 10 and then number two, they're going to be playing at noon and game day is going to be here. Yeah. All that really doesn't add up. But, <laughs> no. It, here we are. It's a big game, and it's at noon, and game day is on campus in Athens.
0: Yeah it's, yeah, it's weird. Of course, it's college football. You never know. You just never know. You'll have surprises come here and there, and disappointments come here and there. But uh, it is a big game, and we'll talk about the Georgia-Arkansas game in just a moment. Just to reach back last week and talk a little bit about Georgia and Vanderbilt, Georgia winning, of course, Sixty-two to nothing—the uh, biggest win in the series between uh, Georgia and Vanderbilt for the Bulldogs. The series started way back at 1893. Uh, JD uh, JT Daniels played only the first quarter. Had obviously a good first quarter. They scored 35 points. Georgia did. Uh, JT threw for 121 yards, two touchdowns in that first quarter. And then uh, later on, we we came to understand, Rusty, that uh, JT. You know, he, he was he was dealing with an oblique uh, injury and that kind of limited him uh, before this game. And then later on, it was revealed he's, he's dealing with some other kind of issue as well. And so Kirby's saying, look, this game's in hand and uh, we want to save uh, JT and uh, from, uh, you know, the hits and what may be coming down on him in this game. And uh, so you had uh, Stetson Bennett come in, he he threw for 151 yards and a touchdown. Carson Beck also played as well. Georgia nearly had more points than Vandy had yards. Uh, Georgia had 524 yards offense, Vanderbilt 77 yards uh, in offense. Georgia, uh, after the first, uh, first quarter, as we said, led 35 to nothing. Uh, Brock Bowers had another outstanding game. The offense rolled, the defense dominated. Anything you want to add to to what happened in uh, Nashville last week? Just total domination uh, by the University of uh, Georgia. Anything you want to add to that?
2: (laughs) I actually went to that game of kind of the one game I kind of quote-unquote take off and and, and go to the game, and, I mean, it was just a physical mismatch. I mean, it just really, you don't, it's just not a whole lot to say there other than Georgia was bigger, faster, stronger at every position. Uh, That thing got out of hand really quickly, and, you know, Georgia, uh, Marcus, uh, Marcus Rosemey St. Jack banged up a little bit with an ankle. Uh, JT Daniels banged up a little bit, uh, it, you know, but it, it's football. And Georgia got out of there relatively healthy. Got a lot of young kids playing experience on the road. And, uh, you know, that's the best case scenario for Georgia to get out there with a win and healthy, get back on the plane and get back to Athens.
0: Yeah, you know, Coach Smart just emptied the bench. Uh, he went as, mm. as far as he could go on the bench, and uh, yep. he probably would have suited up some water boys if he could have to mm. put them in the game. And so uh, here we are, Georgia now 4-0, and ranked number two in the nation. And, of course, a big game coming up this week against Arkansas. As you said, who would have thunk that we would have a top-10 matchup wow. between Arkansas and Georgia? But after four games, as we're, we're into the season now with the University of Georgia, it, it, what has surprised you about this Georgia team, uh, be it good or bad? I mean, as you look now, four games into the schedule, what surprises you? What concerns you? Uh, what is your feeling now as we sit here about the University of Georgia at this juncture in the season? I don't
2: think I'm really surprised at where Georgia is. I think you get reminded because you don't see them as much. You know, Kirby, there's not a lot of access to the team. You know, as a fan, you see them the spring game, and you don't see them again really until the first mm-hmm. game of the season. But it reminds you when you see them how fast they are. Uh, seeing them in person, they're they're so fast. They fly to the ball. You see all the breakup, the breakdowns of Georgia players on Twitter and some of the NFL scouts. that, And the Senior Bowl does a great job. Jim Nagging, those guys tweeting out stuff. And you see – how fast their linebackers close, Channing Tindall, uh, you know, the Kobe Dean, all these guys that they can Abs Quay Walker, the defensive line is so big. It, it just really reminds you of how dominant Georgia is right now, especially defensively. They got some pieces of the puzzle. They're trying to get back on offense, or working through JT Daniels' injury. But I don't think really anything surprised me too much. I think it's more you just get reminded when you see them on Saturdays, man, this team is something special, and you may not see this, this type of defense in a Georgia uh, roster for a long, long time. Because they be, They're going to always be really good in a Kirby Smart. I have no I have no hesitation in saying that. They recruit great, but they've got a person in the middle, this the absolute best perfect case scenario for them, Jordan Davis, for what they want to do. He's yep. so big and so athletic. He just controls everything and allows everybody to play behind him so much faster, and it keeps bodies off of those backers.
0: Yeah, and, and he has so much fun playing too. That's what I love. Sure, and he's got yeah. a praying mama too. I know you saw uh, that yeah. picture yeah. Yeah. of mm-hmm. his mama praying over him awesome. uh, before, awesome. the, uh, before the before uh, the one of the recent games. Mm-hmm. So, do you you know? Obviously, here is what I think. I think Georgia has the number one defense in the country. I agree. Um, do you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, is that mm-hmm. what you see?
2: Yep, Yeah. They just they they're just they're just. Perfect for what Kirby Smart, Dan Lanning want to do. I mean, this is, you know, i mm-hmm. talked about this on several podcasts. I mean, every Georgia fan knows how good Roquan Smith was. And they really have some really good football players. But Roquan Smith was a once-in-a-ten-year type backer. And that's why he went top ten in the draft. And they have some really good football players. Jordan Davis is a once-in-a-ten-year defensive lows guard. This guy, just—he's just dominates. And you throw Jalen Carter in there and Devontae White and all those guys together. This Georgia defense is something special. And this Georgia defense is something that this fan base will talk about a long time when they go, hey, you remember that 2021 team, man? This team wouldn't even score on that bunch. So this 2021's writing their own legacy, their own history. We'll see how far they can go. But as far on paper, this is extremely talented. And I don't know if Kirby Smart's put it together up. 11, 12, 13, 15 guys on that side of the ball like this.
0: Yeah, uh, Matthew, I know you you study a lot about the University of Georgia. What about you? Is this, you think, the uh, best defensive uh, team in the country, Matthew?
3: Uh, uh, I mean, I I, I don't have any doubt that it is. And, I mean, honestly, you know, I look at the offense and and see the depth there as well, and, and and I would be willing to go so far as to say that we're top three, if and arguably by a lot of people top one. I mean, on from an offensive perspective, especially when you consider our depth. Um, so I think that Georgia definitely has the uh, the number one defense, and you know it's funny, uh, Rusty, you know, mentioning on you know, I had the opportunity to go come to Zoom and take pictures, uh, you know, Roqueline's first camp uh, several years ago that he did back in his hometown and, um, you know, had, met, had the opportunity to meet him when he was in high school, and it was just the same old Um, I think, you know, Georgia seeks, uh, I think Rookwine is a perfect example, prototype of a, of a player that you want to seek out to be on your football team because he brings with him uh, leadership skills and, and other intangibles that, you know, just cannot be taught. And uh, him coming from, you know, the poor background area that he came from and, and the uprising that he came from, I mean, it's just a, a great story with Roquan of humbleness and, as well. So we love Roquan, and, and, and I think he's a great example for Georgia football.
0: Now, Rusty, uh, uh, if, 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 you know, for full disclosure, mm-hmm. uh, last Saturday, Matthew and I were on the beach at Panama City Beach. Oh, be nice. <laughs> <But> absolutely. The <laughs> it was most slumminous. beautiful. The slumminous. weather was fantastic. It, it was. The water was beautiful. Yeah. And so here comes the game at 12 o'clock and I'm on the beach and my grandchildren are there and the family's there. And I said, look, I, you know, I, it's my job. I got to go right. watch Florida That's and right. Vanderbilt. Of course, I got one of those phone things. I can watch it on the beach. After the first quarter, I said, "Okay, we're good. Let's throw the ball or whatever. Let's get get (laughs) into the water. Oh,
2: man. Yeah, yeah, it was over quick. I mean, like I turned to my wife and I said, it's 35 to nothing. And there's still three minutes to go in the first quarter. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, know, of course, I've you know, I played sports younger and all that kind of thing and and suffered many defeats uh, in my uh, sports career. But when, you know, you when you're on when you're on the other side, uh, thirty-five to nothing in the first quarter. You know, as a coach, what do you say to you guys at halftime? What do you do? You got to find some uh, positive. I mean, I wonder what what do you say to you guys after something like that?
2: Well, I think the best way to go is all these guys have goals of going to the NFL, whether you make it or not. So mm-hmm. every single play, you're putting something on tape. Yeah, the NFL scouts not turning on going. It's thirty-five to nothing. They're turning on to see how you're playing. That's right. So you want to you want to put you're auditioning every single play, no matter what the score is. So you kind of probably go that way. Hey, look, I know it's bad. You guys got to keep fighting. We're gonna put this out on tape. This is about you, and uh, these scouts are sitting here. That, I mean, there was a ton of scouts there to see Georgia. So for you know for, for Vanderbilt, even though it didn't turn out anything positive those kids got to have tape against a lot of high draft picks so Mm -hmm. potentially maybe some kids played better than what we know of individually for vanderbilt and maybe it helped them but uh, there's not a lot you can say when it's 35 to nothing that quick But you can always go back to you know you're selling yourself right here how is this scout going to see you when he turns his tape on
0: hey the good news for vanderbilt is they're playing connecticut uh, this coming Saturday. So, uh, you know, they, they, should, they better win that game. They, they should win that game. My
2: goodness. <laughs> All right. Oh by, oh, take- by way, oh, by the way, that, that got a night game. So. Ah. Yeah, what is that? Okay. 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 We'll get into that in just a All minute. Right, All right, we'll
0: take a break here on uh, uh, today's <laughs> sports report on UJA football news. And, of course, we're very happy to have our sponsor, Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender, of the georgia bulldogs uh, sponsoring our program when it comes time to finance or refinance your home go to southeastmortgage.com slash uga we'll be back in just a moment
1: today's sports report will be right back after this message from southeast mortgage the official home loan lender of the georgia bulldogs
4: this is head coach Kirby Smart. It's my job to coach the fundamentals of football and prepare my guys for the future. Well, my friends at Southeast Mortgage are preparing you for your future by becoming a homeowner. Every bulldog deserves a home. If you're in the market to purchase or refinance, I trust Southeast Mortgage to provide the best experience and get it done. Visit southeastmortgage.com UGA to get pre-approved for your home loan today. Southeast Mortgage. The official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs. Southeast Mortgage of Georgia Incorporated, NMLS number 103956, Georgia residential mortgage license number 6578. The only thing better than winning between the hedges on Saturday is coming home to this on Sunday. On the football field, I'm a coach. At home, I'm a dad. The field is where legends are made, where boys become men, dreams become reality, and teammates become family. Family is the most important thing. It's everything we have. At home is where a family's memories are made. So when the time comes to finance your home, make the smart choice and get your home loan with Southeast Mortgage.
1: Thank you for joining us and welcome back to today's Sports Report. All right, we're back here on our
0: program today. All right, uh, Rusty. Rusty Manziel with us from uh, you, uh, from uh, he's the Georgia Rider 247 sportscom uh, So here comes Arkansas. It's a noon game. Now, I, I'm sure when they set this, you know the SEC network set this, they anticipated this to be an okay game, but they did not anticipate, I'm sure, this being like, uh, well, it's only ESPN, but they didn't anticipate this game being a matchup between two top 10 uh, teams. But here you go, 12 o'clock start. You have <laughs> Arkansas coming in, 4-0. <laughs> They beat uh, Texas A&M last week in their SEC opener, a surprise, 20-10. to 10. Uh, They've beaten Rice. They took out Texas. Welcome to the SEC, Texas. Uh, they beat uh, Georgia Southern and A&M uh, last week. They're the eighth-ranked team in the country. It's a 12 o'clock game, Sanford Stadium on ESPN. Uh, ESPN uh, game day is going to be there, you know, and all the hype and the hoopla that goes along uh, with that, Sam Pittman coming in, his second year as the Arkansas coach. Arkansas playing pretty well. They are banged up a little bit. KJ Jefferson, their quarterback, suffering mm-hmm. a little injury. Traylon Burks, their excellent receiver, he's suffering a little bit. Uh, the Bulldogs are an 18 and a half point favorite in this contest. Uh, Georgia needs to win this game, of course. Uh, you're, you're continuing to push on down through the SEC schedule. You have looming out there. Auburn, Florida and possibly a game of Alabama. So as as Arkansas the Razorbacks come to Athens this coming Saturday, uh, it it should be a good game, should be a great game. Uh, last week or, or last year rather, Arkansas was leading Georgia 10 to 5 going into the fourth quarter. In the opening game of the season last week, of course, Georgia won that game handily uh, as they scored a lot of points in the fourth quarter. So as we stack up now, as we look forward to this game, Uh, A lot of hype uh, concerning this game, of course. When game day shows up, that's a big thing. So what do you think? What do you think about this game coming up? What is your feeling about Georgia and Arkansas right now?
2: Well, what would scare you the most from the Georgia perspective is Barry Odom, the defense coordinator. Um, He's done, you know, I thought what Kirby Smart said about him was about as good a description as you can do. He said he makes you play left-handed, makes you don't do things you don't normally want to do. So you know what I've seen out of them, you know everybody's copies the Arkansas blueprint of what they did against Ole Miss last year and beating Ole Miss, beating Lane Kiffin, uh, calls Matt Corral to throw five interceptions. I mean, wow. they're they're uh-huh. going they're going to make Georgia uh, try to throw everything underneath. They're not going to let you throw it deep. They're going to play too deep. They're going to drop. Um, they got three down linemen. I mean, he mixes it up so well to what they do is how patient can Georgia be? Can Georgia just check it down, uh, you know, but here's here's the way you negate that If Georgia can run the football, it takes Arkansas completely out of what they like to do. And that's drop coverage, uh, plates, you know, the two deep shell, uh, not letting you throw anything deep and those types of, if Georgia can run the football, uh, that is a key. But if they cannot run the football mm. consistently, against Arkansas is going to play right in their hands and that's what worries you a little bit. I think Georgia's going to be fine defensively. I think this is a good matchup for them. KJ Jefferson's a little banged up as well with a knee. Uh, I just think that uh, I think when you look at um, that, what worries you a little bit is Barry Odom and how good he is schematically on defense and listen, LSU and all these schools came after him for a reason. He stayed at Arkansas Mm -hmm. for less money and that's the reason why Sam Pittman paid him again to keep him. He's a heck of a defensive coordinator, and he's called Georgia problems in the past at Missouri. So if Georgia don't turn the ball over and create some short fields and extra possessions for Arkansas, I I, I think Georgia's going to win this game. But when you start looking at concerns, it starts with Barry Odom.
0: And so, you know, and for me, it's a 12 o'clock game. Kirby Smart absolutely despises 12 o'clock games. And, and, you know, you want an 8 o'clock game under the lights and all that kind of thing. Uh, He's challenged the crowd uh, to come in, uh, you know, at Sanford Stadium and make a difference, a big difference. He wants that that, uh, 10th man to come in and uh, really make a difference uh, for Georgia, uh, the student body and and that kind of thing. Uh, For me... I I think Georgia, you know, you want Georgia to get off to a good start. You want Georgia to immediately take control of this game, make some plays. What scares me is the fact that maybe you'll have Arkansas, you know, uh, get a turnover or two and they'll get some hope and they'll become really tough and it'll become a slugfest. And so I, you know, I'm hoping I'm looking forward for Georgia to um, to get this and, and to get it rolling and and to move it pretty good, and uh, and to get out in front and and uh, take control of this game. So uh, it's it's going to be very interesting. And uh, here we go. You know, these are the this is why you go to college to play college football is games like this. So uh, Arkansas, Georgia. Here we go. Matthew, what do you what are your feelings about this game as we look forward to
3: it? Yeah, I mean this game I'm you know, I'm pretty you know, I'm going I won't lie, this game kinda of scares me. Uh I mean Arkansas has played great this season. Um uh also you know, Rusty mentions very Adam and I you know, I just wanna you know, Sam Pittman being out there as well and, and you know, his uh prior knowledge of Kirby Smart and you know, the way the game is played at the University of Georgia, I think those things could possibly be a, a factor. Uh, I'm not saying they are, but, I mean, there, it's always, it's, uh, you know, a possibility if something like that comes into play. So, uh, you know, you ever heard the term trap game? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would consider this a pre trap game for Georgia, um, meaning that uh, Georgia could come out and explosively just demolish Arkansas or – uh, you know, rather the Odom and and um, Pittman and then put a great game plan together, control the, you know, the pace of play, and uh, they really put a grind on Georgia in this ball game, and make it tough for the dogs. And I could I could easily see that occurring. So um, uh, I'm shooting for a hey, blowout, but uh, you're I think you're more likely to see a uh, you know, a ground down. Uh, a little bit more of a ground-down affair between these two teams. Excuse yeah, me.
0: You, you know, if you want to predict a score, I'm going to go with uh, Georgia uh, 31 uh, and uh, Arkansas 14. Rusty, does that sound in the ballpark? 31-14, what do you think?
2: I did 31-10 to 10 on the uh, our, our Junkyard Dogcast podcast for 24-7. Um, I, I think this game is going to be close for a while, and I think Georgia, you know, just because Arkansas – can run the ball a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to get, but the quarterbacks, what scares you a little bit. They also got a yeah. first round wide receiver. Georgia has a yes. uh, Traylon Birch is a real deal. Um, mm-hmm. AJ Green, ironically, a running back named AJ Green. He's a 10, 300, <laughs> 10, 300 guy, a uh, true freshman. And he, 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 he got into Texas A&M pretty good the other night with that elite speed. So, uh, I think this game is going to be a 24-10, you know, one of those knockdown, drag out, pretty physical games. Here's the here's the one thing I keep going back to, and you guys know this as well, uh, it's so hard for teams to get up two weeks in a row, and I'm talking about get up. I mean, yeah. this that Texas A&M-Arkansas game was extremely emotional. They had lost nine in a row to them, mm-hmm. nine in a row to Texas A&M, and they put a lot into that game, a lot of emotions, and certainly deserved all the recognition for that game. But you have to load up and come to Athens. You no, know, by the way, you're you're playing the best team you've played this year. So uh, I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a little bit of difference in the game. I, I listen, it's a noon game, but I think the Georgia fan base is going to be there. I think that place is going to be rocking oh, for a oh, game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you know, yeah. I think huh. the game, but the visitor list is crazy. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I just think that this game, I think Georgia is going to be able to pull away late. Uh, I think it'd be a good physical game, but I think Georgia's going to find a way to uh, to blow it out a little bit in the fourth quarter, come away with a thirty-one to ten win.
0: Yeah, and you know, with uh, the game day being there, that's going to motivate the students to get out there with their signs yeah, mm-hmm. and all yep. that. Yeah, that kind of yeah. Thing. And so you got a little extra motivation for that. All right, uh, so uh, you know, uh, Matthew, uh, your prediction on the score for uh, Georgia and Arkansas?
3: Uh, I like Georgia uh, twenty-eight and uh, Arkansas ten. Twenty-eight ten. That's what I'm calling. All right. Mm -hmm.
0: Some other very interesting games, and we'll touch on them uh, real quickly in the SEC. Ole Miss traveling to Alabama. It's the three thirty CBS game. Uh, Ole Miss coming into the game uh, undefeated. Uh, They're three and zero um and alabama obviously 4-0 undefeated alabama the number one team in the country you have two heisman contending uh, quarterbacks in this game bryce young for alabama matt corral for Ole miss um the lane kiffin and kirby smart have been passing uh the rat poison uh, back uh, between each other in anticipation anticipation of this game got an interesting uh, take between those two guys uh, so uh, you know Ole miss Going into Alabama, Ole Miss, high-powered offense, defense a little improved from last year. And, uh, you know, it's still an Ole Miss defense, but a little improved from last year. Last year, Ole Miss uh, came up with 647 yards against Ala- the Alabama defense. Wow. So Ole Miss at Alabama, uh, obviously you would anticipate Alabama winning the game. Mm-hmm. But what do you think? I mean, the Alabama struggled with Florida, and that was in Gainesville. So what do you think about this game, Rusty?
2: The one thing that has beaten Alabama when they when they rarely do lead, lead lose, is elite quarterback play. And you took a Johnny Manziel effort. You know, it took a, a, a Joe Burrow effort. Hmm. LSU's got a gunslinger. I mean, Ole Miss has got a gunslinger in Matt Corral. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy this guy can do it now. So that worries you if you're Alabama uh, because the one thing that's that's done it is is that type of play. And, um, you know, Lane Kiffin knows Alabama as well as anybody. He knows Nick Saban as well as anybody. This is his best chance to beat them. Now, can they do it? I don't think they're going to beat them, but I know that game's like a two-touchdown spread, 14-and-a-half. I think think that game's going to be much closer. Um, I do think they can score on Alabama. I just don't know if they have – I know people kind of – people want to believe in Ole Miss's defense. I I just – I'm going to have to see it. Uh, it, sure. certainly, it certainly had to be improved over last year because it, yeah. they weren't very good defensively last year. Now, they got a couple transfers and seem to be playing a little bit better, but I'd have to see it to say you can hold Alabama enough not to beat them in Tuscaloosa. So I'm going to go Alabama, but I, I'm going to pull a Corso and say it's closer than the experts think.
0: There you go. Wait just a minute, as he would say. with uh, So uh, you know, I, I'll 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 take Alabama winning. Uh, I don't know, twenty eight uh, seventeen or something. <laughs> That's yeah. Al- okay, Matthew. What do you think?
3: Uh, I'm actually going to pick a uh, an upset here. I'm going to pick Ole, uh Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss has had uh, you know in the past. I mean. In, in, the recent past, really. I mean, Ole Miss is, has given uh, Alabama a lot of problems before. Um, and I just think – I just think Bama's going to be exposed a little bit in this game um, with some of the game planning that may be taking place uh, for, uh, for um, you know, on Ole Miss's behalf. So I think Bama's going to fall this week. I'm calling an upset. All right. And uh, uh, I'm going to call the upset at uh, – at 31-27. 31-27. All mm-hmm. right. We'll see. And
0: maybe uh, we can get Lane Kiffin and Mike Wheelbond a hug after the game. Oh, my. After God. the <laughs> game. the Back and forth those two guys have had. Mm. Very interesting. Uh, they also, another game, Florida at Kentucky. 6 p.m. ESPN. Uh, Florida 3-1, and 1, Kentucky 4-0. Uh, The Gators are averaging 300 yards per game on the ground, for heaven's sakes. Mm -hmm. Uh, 7.6 yards per carry. Uh, The Cats have uh, had a good month, but they played University of Louisiana at Monroe, uh, Missouri, Chattanooga, South Carolina. Now they're coming into October, and welcome to reality, as they'll be taking on Mm -hmm. Florida, LSU, Georgia, and Mississippi State. Uh, So what do you think? You know, you you got Florida in Kentucky. The Kentucky fans will be there. It'll be all up in the air. Could be an interesting game. What do you think? I I think it's going
2: to be – this is what I'm interested in going forward. It's Kentucky for real. And um, David Stoops does a great job, but here's the variable – for the Georgia eyes is Richardson's coming back, the big 6'4", 240-pound quarterback that didn't play against Alabama. You know, he's their their variable. Uh, This guy's a big-time athlete. He can run. You know, Dan Mullen loves to run a quarterback, and this is a big-body kid that didn't play against Alabama. He's back this week. So I want to see if Florida can show me what they have and what I think they can be uh, with him, and I want to see how good Kentucky is. So, Uh, I would take Florida, but again, I think this is going to be a tough environment. Kentucky's, you know, it's going to circle the wagon. It's going to be a huge home game up there. I even checked the weather thing. Maybe is it going to be cool, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to be 70, 75, so it'd be great weather up there. But, uh, you know, I think Florida wins this. But, again, I think this one might be a little bit closer some people think. I think this will be a four-quarter game.
0: Yeah, I I think so, too. What do you think, Matthew, with uh, Kentucky
3: and yeah, part. I mean, I mean, I think Kentucky is is, is you know going to give uh, Florida a good game, but but I believe the Gators, uh, I believe the Gators, especially as the season is going to go along. I mean, and and that, you know, yeah, I go reading that stat, uh, three hundred yards per game on the ground. I mean, that's a stat that should be, uh, you know, read off here at the red and black in all honesty. And um, you know, I mean, they so they apparently they got their their round game. Uh, you know, under control pretty well. And and, uh, so I'm just going to pick Florida. Uh, Florida here with the win. Um, I think they definitely, I think Kentucky will give them a good game, but I I don't see Florida losing to Kentucky.
0: All right. uh, And finally, we'll take a look at this one, 9 p.m., a 9 p.m. game, uh, Eastern Time. Of course, it'll, it'll be played in Central Time. 9 p.m. Uh, Saturday night, number 22, Auburn going to LSU. That'll be on ESPN, Auburn 3-1, and one, LSU 3-1 uh, and one as well. Mm-hmm. Auburn played around last week, avoided total disaster, but they finally did win over Georgia State. Uh, kind of interesting, the Auburn offense uh, had a little burst a little bit in their passing game with T.J. Finley, former LSU quarterback, Stepped in for Bo Nix. Max Johnson, LSU quarterback, having a decent season. So you got Auburn going to LSU. Uh, We don't know. You know, uh, Auburn's an enigma. They played great against Penn State. Then they almost lost to Georgia State. Uh, you, You know, you're going to Death Valley. Uh, A lot of people are picking Auburn, but I don't, you know, this, again, this is going to be just a slugfest, a SEC slug slugfest. I'm going to pick uh, LSU, actually, to win. What do you think, Rusty?
2: Uh, It's hard to beat LSU down there at night, I can tell you that. Yes, sir. Uh, It takes quarterback play. I'm I'm really, really, and I have been in that for a while. I'm really high on Max Johnson. I think he's got a lot of potential. Uh, Young man out of Coney County High School. And, uh, you know, Auburn's kind of got some issues right now. Uh, who's playing quarterback? Then who's going to start? So uh, I'll, I'll 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 go with you. I'll take LSU in this one. Yeah,
0: and and this week uh, Brian Harsin uh, fired one of his coaches. Uh, you know, and uh, so you kind of wonder about the psyche of Auburn uh, a little bit. Uh, you know, that that kind of plays with the minds of some of the players sometimes when you have that kind of thing happening. And of course, we don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, in in the inner halls of uh, the football. Uh, facilities there at Auburn so what do you think Matthew Auburn at LSU what do you think
3: yeah I mean as you know it's, I'm I'm just gonna be honest I know just like Rusty mentioned you know it is very difficult to go to LSU into their stadium and win a night game um or you know or any game for that matter and uh and so but especially at night in Death Valley so um I mean I the way Auburn, you know, played against Georgia State, it kind of just leaves me hanging out uh, on a limb thinking that Auburn still hasn't got got it put together in a lot of ways. And um, I don't think that spells out, you know, uh, a good week for them um, playing LSU at Death Valley. So I'm definitely picking LSU to win this ballgame.
0: And, and quickly, Mississippi State at Texas A&M, I'm going with the air raid offense. Uh, <laughs> Oh. I mean, you know, I, lo- I love it. I love it. Yeah. So uh, kind of interesting. Well, Rusty Mansell has been with us. Uh, and, Rusty, we appreciate you being with us today yeah, on definitely. our program uh, very, very much. I know you're a busy guy and you take time out to join us. And so yes, we yeah. appreciate that yeah. so very much. And so uh, you hang in there and uh, you're doing a great job in everything you do. And yeah. uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Yes. Yeah, thank, so right.
2: thank you guys so much for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you, Russie.
3: Thank you.
0: And thank you for being with us today on Today's Sports Report, brought to you by UGA Football News on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, Matthew has the final two words.
3: Only two words that need to be said. Go dogs.
1: UGA football news would like to thank Southeast Mortgage the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs for sponsoring our program today. When the time comes to finance or refinance your home, make the smart choice and get your home loan from Southeast Mortgage. Your friends at Southeast Mortgage are ready to help you. Visit southeastmortgage.com slash UGA today for more information. This and previous editions of today's sports report can be found at UGA football news on Facebook and Instagram, on many leading podcast apps, and at todayssportsreport.com. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs. Uh.